0: Today's episode contains some material and language that might not be suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Welcome to the Plum Forest Podcast, where we give you modernized versions of classical Chinese fables and short stories. Before we get started on today's episode, please make sure to hit that like and subscribe button or even leave a comment because it lets me know that you're listening and I like that. And also, if you can, please head over to our website to check out our Black Lives Matter link. Through that, you can make a donation, register to vote, or even check your voting registration status. Please go check it out. I hope everyone is doing well and they're enjoying the summer that's finally coming around. It's great to finally be able to get out of the house while still socially distancing and enjoying the sun. I always remember a study I read a while back about how your teeth absorb vitamin D twice as fast as your skin, so be sure to show your pearly whites to the sun to get that vitamin D and to give you a quick smile. Plus, it's kind of fun to do with your friends and family because you get a laugh while you're all showing your pearly whites to the sun. So you get vitamin D and you get a quick giggle, so give it a shot, it's fun today we got another great episode that will really get your mind going. It's a story about a young man who is on a journey that he has never found himself on before, and is willing to try new things. But I will say that the story gets pretty interesting with the ghost that he meets. I'm not going to say anything else, so I don't want to spoil the story, but it takes a wild turn at the end. Like a little stranger than the other stories before, but that bar is already set so high because of all the other weird and strange things that have happened in our story so far. Unlike most of our stories we've told, this story comes from a different collection that we haven't used before. This story's English title is Song Ting Buo Catches a Ghost, so you can probably figure out what might happen in today's story. The Chinese of this story is
2: Song Ting Bo Zuo Gui.
1: The author of this one, Gan Bao, was one of the most infamous storytellers in the 4th century. So these stories in this collection are super old, and when reading them, they were written in more of a spoken word type of diction, rather than how most other stories were written at the time. The collection that this story is found in is called Anecdotes about Spirits and Immortals, or in Chinese. Shou shen qi. This collection is all about ghost stories and they come from all over the place with all sorts of stories and we will most likely be using this collection many times as these stories were great to get your mind wandering. I also want to say that when we are recording this I do have a little bit of a cold so that's why my voice sounds a little bit different. Well, on that note, let's get straight into today's story, The Trap. Western Texas is famous for two things. One, it's famous for sheep ranches and two, It's famous for being a huge desert, and in this huge desert, someone had the great idea to throw the newest and fanciest EDM festival, the Festival of Enlightenment. This was a brand new festival and not everyone in western Texas, specifically Odessa, was excited about the influx of people coming and staying for a weekend. Most people in the city of Odessa didn't really mind because it was going to mean a lot of new business, which the city could really use at this point. One young man by the name of Drew worked at a nearby sheep ranch where him and his family have raised sheep for generations. Every Saturday, Drew and his family would head into the city of Odessa to sell as many sheep as they could at the weekly city sheep auction. On one of these trips to the city sheep auction, Drew found a flyer for the upcoming festival of enlightenment, and as someone who had recently discovered EDM, this was his chance to see it live in action. The tickets were a little expensive, but his father said he would split it with him for his upcoming birthday, and Drew was more excited than a pig in shit. Drew couldn't control his happiness, and once he realized that his family's farm was just a few miles from where this festival was taking place, he was on cloud nine. The day of the festival finally came and just as Drew was about to head out to the festival, his mom stopped him.
0: Drew, please be safe, okay? And please come home tonight. I'm not sure what time your concert will be over, but tomorrow is the sheep auction and we need all the help we can get. You got it, Mom. I'll be home as soon as it's over and I can help you tomorrow morning. Yeah, that sounds alright. Make sure you're home by 5am to help load the trucks up with the sheep in the morning. All right, see you later. Stay safe, okay? Promise?
1: Drew headed out on his journey to the Festival of Enlightenment. While he was walking on this journey, he walked down the road that he was normally very familiar with, but due to some recent rains, there were some streams that he had to wade through to get past. After a short while, he encountered the first stream. All he really had to do was remove his shoes and socks, and luckily, he just waded across the river. Once he had crossed, he put his shoes and socks back on and continued on his journey. Thank God he was wearing his favorite short shorts, or otherwise, he would have gotten those soaked. After trekking on his journey, he finally arrived at the festival, and he felt as if he was in heaven. Right as he arrived, he noticed that there were good-looking girls in skimpy outfits, loud electronic music blaring, and drinks and snacks, and all he could think to himself was, I hope I didn't forget my ticket. He patted his shorts pocket when he realized that his ticket was now soaked from crossing the river, and as he lined up to scan the tickets at the entrance, He was scared the ticket wasn't going to work. Drew handed his ticket to the usher and with one of those ticket scanning guns, you know the ones I'm talking about, they scanned his wet ticket and the beep and green light went off. He let out a huge sigh of relief because he had made it in and was ready to party. The music was blaring and everyone was in great spirits. As he continued wandering around the festival, he decided he would buy a bottle of water to try and stay hydrated. You know, cause this was in the desert. And, when he got to the line, he decided to use his fake ID to try and buy a beer. He got in the beer line and waited to see if his ID would work. The line slowly dwindled down and it was now his turn to order.
2: What can I get you?
0: Uh, a beer, please.
2: What kind do you want?
0: What do you have?
2: Coors or Coors Light.
0: Uh, I'll take a coors light then.
2: That'll be nine bucks.
0: Nine bucks?
2: Well, do you want it or not?
1: Drew then handed the woman a ten and told her, Keep the change. The server handed him his beer and he quickly hurried off. Drew thought to himself, <laughs> They didn't even check my ID. This is the best night of my life. The night continued and Drew enjoyed every second of his life at this festival. He had a cold beer, water to stay hydrated, and plenty of people to dance with and enjoy the music. The music went on for quite some time and Drew was loving it. And while he was loving it, he lost track of time. Drew finally checked his phone and realized that it was 4.30am and he needed to get home ASAP. He squirmed his way through the crowd to try and get to the exit. But by the time he finally made it out, it was 5.15 a.m. and he was already late. But because he was a clever young kid, he called his mom to let her know what was going on.
0: Hey, Mom. Drew, where the hell are you? I'm just leaving now. Can I just meet you at the auction? Meet us at the auction? Why can't we just go over there and pick you up?"
1: Drew had the realization that he had been drinking beer all night, and his mother would not be too happy, so he had to make a split decision in this tough time.
0: I'll just meet you there. I met a girl and we're going to walk into the city together. It's really not that far. Oh, a girl? Well, we'll see you at the auction then, okay? Stay safe, sweetie. Okay, Mom. I'll see you at the auction.
1: Drew hung up the phone and let out a big, drunken sigh of relief. (sighs) He headed to the crossroads to get his bearings and head back into town. Luckily, he had his essentials of his phone in his wallet, so this walk home might actually help him out a little bit and, you know, sober him up before he has to see his mom. He continued on this path that he thought was the right way to the city, but after a few turns, he ended up in an unknown place where he'd never been before. We've all been there after a few drinks when we walk home and we think we're in the right direction, but we soon realize that our drunk mental compass is way off. But, you know, Drew, he just continued on his journey to what he thought was the right way. After some time, he noticed someone else walking behind him, and he thought it might be worthwhile to ask to see if this was the right direction to town.
0: Excuse me, do you know if this road is the right way to town?
2: Hey man, yeah, this road will lead you into town. It's kind of far, but I'm heading that way too. We can walk together to make it go by faster. That'd be good, actually. Who are you? I'm a ghost. There's a cemetery that way, and I'm just out on a stroll into the city to get some fresh air. No shit. I'm a ghost too.
0: But I'm just going to the city for the sheep auction.
2: Ah, the good old Odessa sheep auction. Only the finest of sheep there. Best sheep in all of West Texas.
0: That's the truth right
1: there. The two started chatting and walking together, and it made the time go by a little bit faster, so it wasn't too bad. After a short while, the ghost, the real ghost that is, wanted to ask Drew a quick question. Hey man, this journey is
2: really fucking long. Believe me, I've walked it many times. I got an idea though to make it easier for both of us. Oh yeah? What's your plan? Let's carry each other. You carry me, I'll rest, then I'll carry you and you can rest. Sound good? Yeah, that's actually a great idea. Alright, cool. I'll carry you first, hop on my shoulders, and then we'll switch in a little bit.
1: Okay. Bend over, and I'll climb up. The ghost bent down and Drew hopped up on the shoulders of this ghost.
2: Jesus, man. For a ghost, you're pretty fucking heavy. Are you sure you're a ghost? You're the heaviest ghost I've ever met.
0: Uh, I'm a new ghost. I haven't lost all my ghost weight yet. That's why I'm heavy. Didn't your mother ever teach you any manners about commenting on people's weight? Oh man, I'm sorry, I didn't mean
1: it like that. (laughs) I'm just joshing you, man. With Drew on the ghost's back, they continued on their journey for some time until they changed positions and Drew only had to carry pretty much air on his back. They ended up switching multiple times and the real ghost was taking the brunt of this because he had to carry Drew's fat butt while Drew literally carried nothing but air. After some time... Drew got curious about this ghost and started to ask some questions that were boggling his mind.
0: Uh, I'm new with this whole ghost thing, and I have a few questions. You mind if I ask you a few questions so I can get the basics down of being a ghost?
2: Yeah, for sure. Ask away.
0: Okay, so, like, what is the one thing that ghosts need to stay away from? Like, what should
2: ghosts fear and avoid at all costs? Spit. You gotta stay away from human spit. It's weird. When it touches our ghost essence, we immediately turn into the nearest animal, excluding humans. It's so stupid. Wait, so if someone spits on you, I
0: mean us, we turn into the animal that's closest to us?
2: Yeah, exactly. It's really weird, but it's just one of those ghost things we gotta make sure we don't mess up on.
0: Alright, I will put that in my mental new ghost notes and be sure of that.
1: The two continued on their journey to Odessa, and every so often they would switch carrying the other person on their shoulders. Or more like carrying the other ghost on their shoulders, because, you know, one was a ghost and one was real. After some time, they stumbled upon a stream from the recent floods, and Drew took the ghost off his shoulders as they figured out a plan to get across. Well, how do you want to cross this stream? What do you mean, just wait across? We're
2: ghosts, it won't affect us at all. Plus, you got those sweet ghost coochie cutters, so you're all set.
1: The ghost joked to Drew. The real ghost then started walking through the stream and stood on the other side when it was now Drew's turn to cross the stream. Drew took off his shoes and socks once again and began wading across it.
2: Hey man, why are you making that noise when you're in the water? Ghosts don't make noises in the water.
0: Don't you remember? I'm new with this whole ghost thing. I haven't
1: lost my ghost weight yet. Don't hold it against me. I'm new with this whole ghost thing. Drew crossed the stream and the two of them began heading back on their journey where they continued to carry each other on their backs. Or, you know, Drew carrying air and the ghost carrying a fat Drew. After some time, Drew noticed a sign saying that Odessa was only two miles away. He had to think of how he was going to ditch this ghost before anyone could think about why this boy had a ghost with him. As they started entering into the town, the ghost hopped onto Drew's shoulder for what they both thought was the last leg of this journey. And by this time, Drew had sobered up and this ghost was actually real, not just a cooer's light dream that he thought he had.
2: All right, man, well, I'm going to head to the left to continue on my journey. But thanks for the company.
1: It was good chatting with you. Just as the ghost finished his sentence, Drew grabbed the ghost body on his shoulders and held on as tight as he could. What the fuck are you doing?
0: Let go of me. No, you're coming with me. I'm not a ghost, but your dumbass actually believed
1: me. A new ghost. <laughs> Drew's grip had a hold on the ghost, and there was no escaping this hold. The ghost was now stuck on his shoulders as he made his way into the city and headed to the sheep auction to find his family.
2: Let me go, man. Come on. I was a nice ghost to you. I knew you were a human the whole time, and I was still nice to you. Just let me go. Fuck no. I'm going to
0: spit on you when we get to the auction, and then I'm going to sell you to the auction because you'll be a sheep.
2: A sheep? Fuck that. You've got to be kidding me. Let me go.
1: Nope. Not going to happen. The two of them walked over to the auction, and as soon as Drew could see a sheep, he spit on the ghost's hand.
2: Oh, you motherfucker.
1: (laughs) The ghost on Drew's shoulders quickly transformed into a sheep, and he continued to carry the sheep on his shoulders over to the auction. He headed over to find his family where his mother asked him,
2: Drew, where the hell did you get the sheep?
0: I, uh, had an extra water bottle and traded it for the sheep at the music festival. You know how those West Texans love their sheep and use them as money. I don't believe it but it has no tag. Just add it to the herd.
1: Drew put the new sheep in with the herd and they all sold for an amazing price. The ghost sheep was soon inspected for sale and ended up selling for over a thousand dollars. The price paid for this single ghost sheep was the highest recorded price in the entire Ector County of West Texas. This ghost gave them a pretty penny Quite the roller coaster of emotions with that one. And I loved how the mom just kind of let this dude go on his way to a sheep auction because of a girl. Yeah, right. I bet very few moms would actually go for that, but that's what makes these stories so off the wall. And in the original of this story, the ghost also turns into a sheep. So when I was writing this, I decided to leave it in to try and work the new story around this crucial plot point. It was tough, but for some reason, West Texas seemed like the place where this would fit in perfectly. If you don't think it does, sorry, but I'm not really sorry actually, I thought it worked well. I always loved in this story how they would carry each other on their backs too. What a moron that ghost was to think that this drunk kid was just a new ghost. But that's on the ghost I'd say, he should have seen that coming from a mile away. And just like every other episode, I know you have some strange questions that are just rolling around in your head, so be sure to head over to the subreddit to ask your questions. Maybe they'll get answered. Well, hopefully they'll get answered. The wonderful voices we had today were all done by a great group of people. So thanks everyone. The VP for TP himself, Manish Arora, did a great job with the voice of the ghost. I thought it fit his natural voice quite well, and he did an amazing job. Dominic Scolpini did another fantastic job by the voice of Drew. Anna C, the goldest of all goldfish, did a great job with the voice of the beer seller. And lastly, the voice of the mother was done by Addie S. Addie is an amazing voice actor and painter who does amazing work for many different types of art. Make sure to follow her Twitter and subscribe to her YouTube at Licious. The links for both of those accounts will be on this week's episode notes on our Plum Forest Podcast website, so don't forget to go check that out. Please be sure to follow us on our social media handles at Plum Forest Pod to get release and news updates. Our wonderful website is still giving you loads of cool information, and we now added links to support the voice actors who helped us out on each episode, so go give that a check out at PlumForestPodcast.com. And as always, be sure to tune in next Monday for a brand new episode that is just as off the wall as the rest of them. Until then, take care and stay safe, everybody. You just listened to a Where's Kellen production.
0: Nailed it.